an opportunity for you to experience what you are saying. This place was filled with the prophetic spirit of God. And I saw when you were singing it, those who connected their spirits, I saw an overhauling happening. People have been healed during this, this worship. That's why I didn't go to preach. Sight is being given. And God was speaking to me, and I'll tell you what is happening in London. 22nd of September next year, I'll tell you what will happen. If you listen, you hear. God speaks, and his children hear him. Not prophets, but his children. But you must set your heart to gain understanding for understanding to be given. So when we're worshiping, and you say, Waymaker, some people got a midwheel for you already. Because in their hearts, they were saying those statements with an expectation, telling God in their spirit that, Make way for me in this area. You are the Waymaker. And those who have set their heart on miracles, when they sang that song, they have been telling God in their spirit that, Let me see your miracle in this part of my life. This is the issue. I want to see manifestation. And you got it. And those who were singing Promise Keeper, who began to remind God of His promises for them, which is contrary to what is entailing right now, those who are doing that have already gotten solution. And those who called Him Light in the Darkness, He said to me, Tell them to say it again. Tell them to say it again. When I repeat a music, understand that I'm hearing the spirits. I'm not just saying it because I love the music. No, no, no. I'm hearing the spirit. The Bible says that Jesus said, The time has come that those who worship him, will worship him in spirit and in truth. And it says, For such the Father seeketh. When you come before God, your spirit must be before him. Because the word you speak is spirit. And you only get blessed when your spirit connects with the spirit of God. If you miss this season, when next you sing, sing with your spirit. Take your seats in the heavenly places. Let me tell you. I saw Britain scattered like a sheep wandering in the field on the 22nd and it was the month of September and they say who shall lead us it is like when David uh, went in the days of, of Saul that they took the army and Saul was gone and the flock scattered and the Lord said to me tell my people to pray for mercy for England Pray for mercy for England. Let me say this because of those of you who are coming here for the first time. The same way God told me last year that in the month of May, the government of Britain will make a decision. And I announced it to you, even wrote it down in your calendar, in our calendar in this church. If you look at the calendar, you'll find it there. Month of May, pray for the decision that the government of Britain, UK, will make. And of course, our Prime Minister did make a decision. Alright, that decision made appears to some people foolish, but I believe the hand of God is in it. Because that decision brought some Corbyn. Okay? Or else, it could have been possible, if Theresa May didn't make that decision, it could have been possible that 
our government in this country, UK, will have gone a particular way which could be ruthless and have great devastating effects on the poor majority of which some of us now are experiencing that devastation. Some have lost their jobs across the country. A good number of small-scale industries have closed down, though the press is not always giving them audience, but they are still pushing out. And many companies who are middle, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, not large-scale companies, but, but uh, medium entrepreneurs, are saying that because they haven't got workforce anymore, they are going to shut down. Now, if the decision was not taken by Theresa May May, let me say this to you. That will be validation for the way the government was going, which is hard Brexit. You don't know what hard Brexit is? This month, on the end of this month, I will talk to you about hard Brexit. The consequence of hard Brexit. But let me give you an understanding, those of you who are inclined about that area. It means that we are out of custom union and we are out of the single market. And what that means is that we are only under WTO, which we are subject to GATS. And if you understand that, you will understand what that means. It will be the grasses that will suffer. Okay? But we'll look into this towards the end of this month so that we can look into the integrity of it and I'll open the door for anyone to ask questions. But God allowed the decision to be taken, guided by your prayers, so that the decision was taken, we brought a Corbyn on the power, the strong one. And God said that, pray in the month of September and the month of October for Theresa May, because there will be an attempt to remove her. I reminded you this again in the May month of May, when the first prophecy happened. I reminded you in July, 1st of July, that now let's pray for our Prime Minister. And God said that if Prime Minister Theresa May survive October this year, then nothing will remove her to the rest of her time. Okay? When God gives prophecies like this, God is not talking about, um, you know, the promises of God, some of them are, uh, the prophecies that God gives, some of them are God's determined decision. That you can't preach. It must happen. But there are some prophecies God gives which should be things that is going to happen. And it can be influenced by man. It can be influenced by satanic powers. To such, God tells the church to pray so that the will of God will suffice. And I will take you through all this in the scriptures. But let me say this to you then. Therefore, this is October. From September 1, there was a, a, a publication in an attempt to remove Theresa May. It was quelled within the first one week. Now, from October towards the end of September, another smoke started to rise up, which was uh, anchored and championed by the broadcast of Sky News. But that smoke, after consultation and intensive prayers, that smoke now have come together to say we are backing the Prime Minister. That is the news you are hearing now. And now you are hearing more people after saying last week that Prime Minister must resign in one week. We prayed in this house. And God changed the opposition to support. But let me say this to you. I will talk to you more towards the end of the year, or the month. Why will God do that? It's because of the poor masses in this country. The poor masses in every country are ignoramus. 
They know nothing. They see the leaders of the face value. That's why a leader can just tell them some goodies and they will support the bad person. Whereas the person who has a real heart and real intelligence, does not, they don't speak too much and they will dump, dump them. I was together. But in this house, I owe God, as a messenger of God in these last days, to give you information that is right. Facts and true statements. So that your mind cannot be deceived. Either by spiritual or by intellectual. If you are a member of this, this church or you attend Christ with Tabernacle, you cannot be fooled by false prophets. Because I, I sit in the office for more than 40 years now. And I understand about the realm. And I've taught you how to decipher false prophets from true prophets. And false prophecy from the right prophecy. Then I also, in the area of academics, God had positioned me in this generation for UK, I don't know about the rest of the world, to be fully informed on the position of United Kingdom intellectually, so that I can give you facts. But it is yours to accept or reject. But I expect that everyone who believes that God has sent me to lead them on this earthly region, will investigate all what I say and apply it. Because let me say this to you. Your success is my success. If any member of this church fails, I fail. Are you with me now? And if any member of this church globally succeeds, I succeed. My success is not measured by what I have. That's why I don't have much in physical things. And I don't desire to have much. In physical things. One house over my head. I die in it. You bury me and I'm gone. For my kids. Their asset is knowledge. That I give them. Alright. That is their inheritance. So. God blesses you. Of course he will bless my children too. That is my blessing. Because I am called by God. To withdraw from those physical things. So that many could succeed. That is my calling. And so I owe God a duty, only one duty, that you know the truth. And I will do everything in my power to acquire the knowledge to give you the truth. But you too must do everything in your power to obey what I teach you. Whenever you worship God, cut off from the world, set your heart on the things of the Spirit. And you will see manifestation. Let's put our hands together for the choir, please. You can take your seat. I feel like discussing with you very briefly. Because we had a church meeting last week, and uh, the church meeting last week, I want to say thank you to all of you who made suggestions from your personal observations, and those suggestions have been put into lines of action, which I, in my own position, started to implement today. So I came in today to the department because I wanted to see the department raw, without pre-informing them that I'm coming. And what that helped me to understand is, from the decisions we made in the week, what practical area does each department have a need? So I've been able to cover a part of the department this morning and identify the areas that they have need. And in this meeting, we will begin to, you know, implement um, some practical policies to help those needs to be mitigated. 
so that the decision we took on Friday, you know, I will read out committees that we would like to set up in this church. That decision can be implemented now. I want to thank those of you who are probably been sending me emails on your availability to be a part of a committee. Now, because the whole church wasn't there on Friday, today is just a finish on that, and then we are going to have Thanksgiving for uh, two people are having Thanksgiving today, the latest husband and wife of yesterday, and uh, Pastor Vincent, who became an elder. When you turn 50, you join the elders at the gate. So he is now an elder, and we are celebrating his 50th. But having said that, what is our focus today? Our focus today is you and the Lord. You and the Lord. And I would say that this also has to do with, when I say you and the Lord, I know it's a compound word, but it has to do with now that you are alive, what is your record before God? Now that you are alive, what is your record before God? And also we'll look at God's promise to you. And I'll run through that very quickly. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him. Please, whenever a scripture is mentioned, that scripture should be on the board immediately. So that, um, that is for teaching. If it shouldn't be on the board, I will tell you don't put it there. For memory, so that we can refresh our memory. Thank you so much. That scripture, I think we should read it together, shall we? Want to go. Here's divine power. Now, that scripture tells you and I that there is nothing you need that God had not provided to you. Write that down. All I need, God has provided. If you are born again, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to help us understand. All I need, God has provided. You remember that song? Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Somebody say, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Lord, until 
Now listen. From the day before you were born again, God knew you would accept him. Those who accept Jesus Christ or not, God knows they will do so. So before you were born, God made provision for everything you may ever need from birth as a human. And then everything that you will ever need from the day you are saved. Are we together? God has given it to us. If you look at that scripture, there are four. He gave us two compartments or a gave us two compartments of, of, of needs or two categories of need that will face a human. One need is the need for life. Something you need to put food on your table, to put a roof on your head. The other thing is the need for godliness. Something to need to please your God, not yourself. God has given both to you. Now, when you are born, before you are born again, God has given what is needed for life to all mankind. Okay? Now, but when you are born again, that is when you access the second chamber, what you need for godliness. Because what you need for godliness is embedded in the Holy Spirit. What you need for life is embedded in your faculty. Okay? But I have, I have to understand this too. Anybody who is not a child of God can be frustrated by Lucifer. There are some people who are intelligent, Satan paralyzes their brain. Some, he paralyzes their hands and feet. How will you use intelligence? Some are so intelligent, Satan gives them bad marriage. To the place you are by, you see millionaires committing suicide. You wonder if some people always say, if I'm rich, I'll be okay. But millionaires are committing suicide. The guy who went to shoot them in America just last week, the guy has money. They said he's a millionaire. What can enter into the head of a millionaire to carry a gun and shoot human beings? If he wants to die, we thought he should have just killed himself. There is a devil somewhere. Anybody who is not born again, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, don't go there, verses 1 to 3. It says that you are under the control of the spirit of the air called Lucifer. But those who are born again, in chapter, chapter that is chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, I said now, yes. Okay, in the same chapter 2, verse 6, it says that those who are born again have been raised with Christ. And they are seated with Christ in the heavenly places far above principalities and powers and rulers of them. May go there so that they will see it. We'll come back to 1-3. Far above principalities and powers. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. Alright? And if you look at this scripture, therefore, those of us who are born again, we are above Satan. And let me read verse 1 to 3. Also, so that you can see it. Those who are not children of God, you may have intelligence. That does not amount to success. There is a devil somewhere who has frustrated people before us. They made nonsense of a wise man. Demons of hell. They made foolish of an arrogant man. They wrecked empires. Because Christ is not in them. Those people. 
So, the Bible says, therefore, as for you, you were dead in the transgressions and sins in which you used to walk, to live, when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Listen to me. Any Christian who behaves like people outside there, you are following the ways of the world. The ruler of that place is Satan. Your dressing, your appearance, your way you reason, what you allow your heart to love. If you, are, if you love what is in the world, it is because, and you, are, you profess to have accepted Jesus, it is because you are suppressing the spirit of Christ with your flesh. That's what your flesh wants. And everything flesh wants is to your destruction. Because Satan is the governor of the air. He is the one who controls the media. He is the one who controls fashion. That's why I disagree with this new doctrine coming up in the body of Christ about seven mountains. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Christians will never take over Satan's jurisdiction. Satan, the Bible says, is the prince of the, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who works, in, who works now, or who is now at work, in those who are disobedient. If you look at the field of fashion, it's filled with the devils. It is a channel of Satan to make people promiscuous in their hairstyle, in their dressing, in their appearance. To just provoke God to anger so that God's mercy will be cut off from them. And anybody who says, I'm a Christian, and you follow that, the mercy of God is cut off for you. Let me say something to you. You know, Satan doesn't have a problem with a person who argues. He is more intelligent than the wisest man. Except the one that has the wisdom of the Spirit of God understand this guy had been around before Adam. So when you talk about philosophy or psychology, he is a master of it. He has studied human behavioral science for thousands of years that he looks at a man, he can program you, not by, by revelation, but by the way you are looking. This is Lucifer for you. That is the reason why. The only place Satan attacks in human beings is the mind. So just reason with you. And he knows how to capture an arrogant man. An arrogant man is a man who believes that he is more intelligent than the Bible. Listen to me, brother. Don't be fooled by the devil. Don't be fooled by the devil. Let me say something to you. I think I can chip this in before going ahead. I received a video of a man who was trying to... to because this man has a discontent about some Nigerian ministers who buy jets and live lavishously. But that is a good thing to have. If you see ministers of God abusing the position and the office, it is a good thing to be angry. Not only that, when you see doctrines change and the church of God is accepting all what things Bible calls sin, a person who has righteous seed will not be happy. But let me tell you this, that man went further to now begin to discredit tithing. And when I listen to him, because I'm taught to listen now, <laughs> when I listen to him, I try to apply a basic principle of intellectual learning. And I found out that his argument is not intellectual because it's based on, you know, his animosity. An intellectual will look at a sin and he will explain what the sin is because he has good information. And he will look at the, the mind behind the occurrence. And then he will look at the, the fact itself. Because the, the manifestation may not be justified by the mindset. 
And when I looked at all what he quoted, he, he himself became a victim of what he's trying to correct. Because the people he's trying to speak against are messing up with the fund. Like a, a, a church leaders buying jets, whereas I'm building schools, building hospitals. Their schools are expensive. Their members are poor like rats, many of their members. And um, they feel comfortable to, to drive those jets, though it costs millions to maintain them. They have scriptures to justify themselves. Even some said if Jesus was on earth, you know, Jesus rode on donkey when he was on earth. Donkey was the best transport. So if Jesus is now on earth, he will buy jets. I've seen people say that. But why we know that those things are not correct, a, a, a normal human being will understand that it, it is not correct. Okay? All right? But it is not, it is not a bedrock for anybody to discredit the truth. The truth is the truth. God said, bring all your tithe to my storehouse. It's the truth. And the guy said that the Malachi chapter 3 is an address to the priests. I beg to differ from intellectual reasoning. I'm going to do a, a, a podcast to reply him. You, you, it will be sent to you. And you will not fill the whole earth with it. But let me give you how you understand the Holy Spirit rebuking and the spirit of First Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. That is what was working through that man. Alright, we'll talk about that. Let me help you understand. In the book of Malachi, I've taught this in ministers' conference a lot. Chapters 1 and 2, God was talking to the prophet. He says, and to you, o, uh, to the uh, uh, shepherd. He said, unto you, shepherd. But when it came to chapter 3, let me read to you chapter 3, verse 9, Malachi. He said, listen to this. No, read from verse 8. Listen to this. Will a man rob God? Excuse me. Does that talk to shepherd? But that man said that verse is talking to shepherd. I think he forgot that some of us are educated. In law, there's something they call lex fori. That is the letters of the law. All right? You cannot interpret a law if you don't understand the lex fori. The letters of the law. This God has been speaking to priests before, but now He's speaking to man. And man is his people. He said, will a man rob God? Yet he robbed me. If a person now says this is talking about the priest, that person is either uneducated. I'm not talking about he didn't go to school. He may have first degree and stuff like that. Education is not just having letters, paper. Then he says, but yet you rob me. How do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. And he mentioned tithes, plural, offerings, plurals. Then the next one says, shall we read together? You are under a curse. Can a man read this and say that God is talking to to the shepherd? That man is not educated, my friend. I want to rest my case here. Let me take you back to what we are discussing. For knowledge. So whenever you hear people teach on television, how will you know Satan? You go and read your Bible. You know when the devil came to, to, to Eve, he said to Eve, did God really say you should not eat any fruit? That's how you know the spirit of Lucifer, introducing error. 
Some people who are thieves in the church, who want to enjoy the benefit of the church without putting their finance into the church, and all of us, the remain of us, they expect us to, to fund the church while they come and eat benefits. Sorry for you. They are the kind of worms who believe that kind of error because in their hearts is greed. So when this sort of error goes out, they will not read within the line. They will just run with it. And then they will crash. Eventually they become with they, they, they have casualty, they become to pastor to pray for them. I have said if anybody come to me for prayer, I will ask the Lord, what did he do that he got here? And in most cases, I won't pray for any mother man anymore. I will tell you to go and meet God. God promised you, you to go and sort yourself out. What you did wrong, do it right. Instead of wasting my saliva to pray for people who, are, who, are, who don't have God in their, in their contemplation. Come on, let's go somewhere else. I was talking to you about the promise of God. Don't forget. Go back to my Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 3. No, Ephesians. <laughs> I know that we are going to Peter. <laughs> Thank you so much. Go, go, okay, go to Peter and then we go to Ephesians 1 3. This, go to Peter, let me show you so that you can connect it with Ephesians 1 3. Look at my time, please. All right, that first Peter says what? His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own word, glory and goodness. Before we go from there, let me tell you if you are a child of God, you are called into glory. All right? You look beautiful. I don't, mind, I don't care who, who tells me his opinion about what I look like. That is his sincere opinion. His sincere opinion may be sincere and sincerely wrong. You tell me I'm an ugly man, it's because of the shade in your eyes. Look at me well. I don't look ugly. Man, I am a human being. I am handsome to a woman. At least if I'm not handsome to every other person, it doesn't matter. But to one woman I am. Hallelujah, somebody. If you don't have a woman or you don't have a husband who appreciates your beauty, you are handsome to yourself. Are you with me now? We are wonderfully and beautifully made by God. God cannot make mistakes in creation. Even if my nose is bent, he bent it for a purpose. What, what, look, at least if my, my nose is bent, if you don't know who I am, I'll be popular for, <laughs> for bent nose, man. <laughs> So whenever you say to me that, oh, that man with the bent nose, I say, yeah, that is me, number one in the whole world. No one like me who has the bent nose. I celebrate God. Don't let anyone put you down. Once you are born again, you are according to glory. You are according to goodness. For therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are what? In Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the, spirit of, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of what? Sin and death. Somebody say, I'm free. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Come on now. Let me help you see this. This scripture says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. Now, if God has given us everything we need for life and godliness, then, which means that the only issue is the honors is on us to discover them. You know God is a spirit. He doesn't give pounds telling. They don't spend pounds in heaven. Yes? But he can give somebody an idea. And when that person implements the idea, 
pounds can be manufactured. Correct? Now show me idea where it is. Show me where is idea. All the idea people have here. Show it to me. They are intangible substance because they are spirits. Okay? Beginning from your thoughts to go to school, to choose a career, to marry somebody. These things are not seen, visible. They have their roots in your spirit and transmitted into your human soul, mind. And then it becomes your ambition when that thought in your mind transposed into your heart. Yes? Are we together? I don't want to be too logical this morning, but I want us to be very simple. And that's the reason why what you pursue in your life is a function of your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart. The Bible didn't say in his mind. Alright? Thoughts come to your mind. Several thoughts. But those thoughts don't make you. Someone can feel like committing adultery. He's not an adulterer. Because he has not processed it to his heart. Someone can feel like, you know, he's stupid. He's not stupid. Because it has not settled in his heart to be stupid. Someone can think that I am so rich. That doesn't make you read the following day. It has not transmitted into your heart to change your attitude towards becoming rich. Are you with me now? So therefore, that's the reason why also you must filter your ears from things you hear. So that what you hear, which can develop thoughts in you, at least humanly, you have helped yourself to streamline mess. Or else the volume of your mind will be occupied every time developing unfruitful things. And that's a fundamental highway into choices that is contrary to God. That's why the Bible says we should educate our mind by the word of God. Alright? So, having said that, we recognize therefore that everything that we are came from our heart. But it passes through our mind to register in our heart. So if God has blessed you with everything you need for life, and everything you need for godliness, we have to decipher them. Do we agree? Look, this man just married this woman. Is that correct? I don't know when he came to church, but he came to church sometime. He didn't come with her. Okay? Yesterday, I even forgotten, the mom was telling me how he, she brought him to me some time ago and I prayed for them. Yes? I can't remember that. And I prophesied over him. And the concern of the mother, one of the concerns, is that her children should be married. Prophesied over her sister. And the mom came to me yesterday so excited and said, Hey, Apostle, Apostle, don't you remember? I came to you with my son. Pray for my daughter. And what you said have come to pass. Now listen to me. When God gave prophecy to this man that he will marry, gave to the sister that he married, prophecy didn't bring this woman. He is the one who found this woman. Correct? Abby? Prophecy, you can't see it. You can hear it. What you do with it is what will determine 
what you have. I would get that. When he met this sister, he would have just said to me that. He would have just said to himself, ah, if I go to Apostle, he wouldn't accept me. I'm new in this church, isn't it? Some people will say that. Oh, you see that Apostle is out of the eye. No, he came to me. He came. He broke the eyes. Because it is in his heart. Many women have gone through his mind before. But the one that came to his heart, he will do everything. Even if I tell him that every morning you come here, you sleep here. He will sleep. Because it's in his heart to marry this very one. So therefore, between the provision of God and the manifestation of the provision, is a place called spiritual realm. Okay? Therefore, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 applies. What did it say? Let's read together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord. Stop. Is this not cathedral? I want to preach 30 minutes. If you make me preach for two hours, it will be your fault. Let's read the Bible together. Excuse me. This scripture validates the Second Peter one three. Now let me help you understand the, the correlation of the Bible. The Bible says here, praise be to who? God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? Who had blessed us in the heavenly realms or places with every spiritual blessing and where is the blessing in christ therefore i told you the other time that peter says god's divine power has given us everything we need for life and i said everyone either born again or not have that that determines your career but he said, and for godliness, and I told you, for godliness, if you are not a Christian, a child of God, you can't access it. And this scripture validates what I say. The spiritual blessing can only be deciphered in Christ, not in any other God. The Bible says God gave him a name that is above all names. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Somebody say amen. amen. I love it. I get drunk when I speak about the Lord Jesus. I have seen him several times. He had appeared to me over the course of years now. Taking me to heaven more than 14 times. I testify not of what I think. I read about him. I thought about him, but I have seen him too. And someone says that you have seen the Lord. Yes. He told me things when I saw him. And I announced it in this church. Things that will happen in nation to prove that he appeared to me. Dates and time, years ahead, and those things happen. To letter. In this house. I have told this church not to go and get all the records of prophecies God gave me that happened. Both for America, for Europe, for Nigeria, for everywhere. The world needs to know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His secret belongs to those who fear him. Anyone can access him. Come on now. It's not by gift you access him. It is by relationship. Man, my friend cannot lie. His name is Christ. Hello. 
Are we together? So now, you understand that spiritual blessing cannot be accessed by mediums or necromancers or enchanters. It can only be accessed by those who are born of Christ. It is yours for free. When you leave this place today, I want to wind you up. Go become friend of Jesus. Somebody has been telling you about him. Tell someone about him too. Learn about him. Build up personal relationship with your makeup. Either you are young or old. When I was a young boy, in my low teenager, I was 13 or so, God gave me a vision and showed me something that an elder in the church did wrong. And I called my father. I described the scene where he did the act. You know, as a 13 year old, I don't know what much. I described everything to detail. The wife of an elder. Little did I know that just a few days before that time, the woman came to my parents and confessed what she did. So my parents said, call her. They called her. And they called me and said, what did you see? And I told them what I saw. The woman burst into tears. God told me what would happen to her in the period of 15 years. Mm-hmm. And he told me, in this year, this is what happened. In this year, this will happen to her. In this year, because of what she did. This will happen, this will happen. But in this year, I will restore. And do you know something? The 15 years thereafter that God will restore, I was the one he used. But he never told me I was the one he used to restore. How did you start seeing I'm saying that Josiah was 8 when he became king. Uzziah was 16 when he became king. It has nothing to do with young or old. Seek the Lord, you'll find him. Full stop. Are we together? Go back to my second Peter. Right, sure. I have to stop talking. But I'd love to show you a few things. Look at that second Peter. Second Peter. God divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. The next verse says, through this he has given us his very great and precious promises. That is one thing that I love so much. God gave us his promises. You know, what he's saying is that by virtue of God's provision for life and godliness, he gave us the scriptures as the key to unlock. The key to unlock. That's the reason why I showed you that stupid broadcast about Titan. I showed you first of all one thing that that is a scam. When God said, test me in this, if I will not open the windows of heaven, uh-huh. And bless you. And a Christian who refused to do that, the, that blessing promise cannot happen. Promises is given by God. Go back to our, your, your Peter, please. Promises is given by God so that we, it, we can have a, a tool to enjoy the, the things provided for life and godliness. Look at what it says here. Through these, he has given us his very great promises, so that through them we may participate in divine nature and escape corruption in the world caused by evil desires. The evil desire of this world will corrupt you. A Christian should watch the fashion he follows. 
Excuse me, look at me as I look. Do I look stupid? The way I look, my hair is according to my shape of my head. Do I look funny? Am I not funky? Is it funky you want? I am funk and kid too. Or funky. What are you talking about? Don't let them use those names to make you follow evil desire of this world. If I was a boy, I was looking for a girl. Any woman that paints her eyes and you have white hair and white hair. I saw them doing it now. The white, they paint it like this. That is Akogun. is in Yabekuta. They call them Akogun in Yabekuta. The fact is that they paint themselves all manners of things so that they may have some, some, you know, look like what they are really not. A woman who, if I'm looking for a wife, and I say a woman who appears so strange, I will never talk to her. Because a rumiton do look you do. I just spoke in tongues. You don't understand. When you see a spirogyra dancing on the stagnant water, a spirogyra flipping all over the whole place, the drama is right at the bottom. Death. Filth. Are you with me now? So, if somebody appears like that, you know, just coming to church, they, they look so masquerading. They are going just outside. They, I will ask, what is in your brain? I don't want that for a mother, for my children, because you will land us in a show that we did not program. The same thing if I see a woman who looks shabby and dirty, I won't even go near him and near her. Because cleanliness is next to godliness. Same thing if I see a man who look, hey, or somebody, either man or woman, who wore jeans, and the jeans is torn at the, at the knee. In my own days, it is mad people who wear torn clothes. Satan introduced the madness now to people who are sane that just participate in madness a little bit. And they cut their jeans, they cut their shirt. You tell me if it is not a mad spirit. What can make a man who should cover his nakedness, open some part of the nakedness, if it is not madness? I'm not a doctor, but I know that it is doctorate. Huh? Ah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody... Two people dressed in the house. One covered the whole of her body and looked nice. Another one wore jeans that are torn. If you are wearing torn jeans, then wear only pants and walk on the streets. I mean, you, 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 does it make common sense, intellectuals? That somebody wore a jeans, it tore this part, it tore the knees. What are we doing with your knees? Remove everything, let's see the whole of your nakedness. So that we know you are naked. Even don't wear pants. No, we know you are making. If you want to show a part of your nakedness, show everything, so that you, as you are, just get out of the house and please walk into the to the, to the station and walk to your office like that, so that we may know you are naked. You know, don't partake. Is don't partake in insanity. They say, "Don't introduce it." Someone says that, but you see, yeah, fashion is according to 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 generation, but the Bible is according to generation too. Generation does not change. What the teenagers are today, that's what teenagers were in the time of Christ. Because every generation have the good, the bad, the ugly. Common sense tells you. Excuse me, why would a Muslim girl put on hijab? Huh? Say a Muslim girl put on hijab and yet she still look beautiful. 
So what is wrong with the Christian girl to change the way they look and look like a prostitute? And you see those boys who are fundamentalists, they put on all this, their beards to, to, to define them. The sick will put on his own sick something. Boy, young boy, old, to define them. What is wrong with Christians? Satan is looking for you. He's not looking for any other person. Because through this, God has given us promises that we participate in divine nature. I have just two more minutes there. Alright? Look at Second Corinthians chapter 7. In view of this, the Bible says, Second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us what? Come on now, read the church. That summarizes what I'm telling you. You know, when I stand before this house, Christ with Tabernacle, and I've shared with you my encounters to heaven, what God says to me about nations, even sometimes when I'm saying it, it just seems as if I'm just talking. You write it down, those things happen. Does that not intrigue you? I'm not among those prophets who just look for what God is saying when occurrence happened, and then we're going to look for something to back it up. I don't do things like that. Hmm? Does not intrigue you? <laughs> to participate in divine nature is easy. Keep yourself clean. Why have I not followed my contemporaries? If I should be a billionaire in London today of Pansterling as a minister, I would have. It's a matter of do what others did. Register the church as a limited company. So that all your offering and tithes come to me. And then compel you to pay before I pray for you and teach you that you need to do that before your prayer can be answered. My colleagues did that. Or charge you money for every day you have been born on earth. Oh yes, yeah, some people do that. And attach that to the Holy Spirit so that I can intimidate you very, very well. So that when I get up and I'm walking among you, all of you are running away. Because if you come near me, it's like leprosy. You will fall to the ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. I would have done that. All get all bodyguards. So that when I'm coming, you see many people going, woo, woo. I'm in the middle of them. And then if anybody is trying to come and, you know, say hello to me, they push them to the ground. If they push you one time, next time you will know how to respect uh, pushing. I would have done that. If Jesus did that, the women with the issue of blood would not be healed. I would have had yachts in America. I remember when I first went to the U.S., well, not first, but when I started going to the U.S. in 1995, no, 1995, yes. I was invited by a law firm, one of the biggest law firms in America. And he invited me because of the evidence of a dead woman that was raised in this church. She's still in this church, of course. Certified dead in Guy's Hospital. Now alive, and the baby in her womb still lives. And he came as a lawyer, he investigated, he went to America, and he, he told his board, we need a prophet on the law board. And they made me a board member of a law firm from 1996. 
When I went there, they took me to the place they live. They are millionaires. Makuman is one of them. His Neglison was with us several times, and she lives in a, she, she stayed with us in, in New Cross. Extremely wealthy. And they told me at the end of the meeting that, Apostle, look, your gift is not appreciated in England. We want you here. They said, by the way, you will be our pastor. We want your ministry here. We want to hear the word from you. And he said to me that, look, in America here, if we can publish somebody raise the dead, the place won't take people. Because we have medical evidence. They came here, interviewed the medical practice, and he went and wrote as a lawyer. All right? They showed me the building that they will buy. It's a, it's a bingo, not as big as this, but it will sit about 2,000. They told me they would give me a house in their own compound. There's still land there. It's just for me to say yes, that don't worry, you don't have problem, we'll move the whole of your family to the U.S. Now I have to decide. When Jesus appeared to me in 1984 February, he said to me, go to London. I was a successful land surveyor and a mapping scientist. I dropped it. All my life pursuits. Of course, to pick it again. Okay? Now, having left that, and I enjoyed, I was brought down low. I had money, my wife and I. And God made sure he stripped us of every penny so that we can identify with poverty. We did not know poverty. He gave us a taste of it. We gave out everything we had. Now, at the time they were talking to me, I was very high debtor in London. And this is an offer to get out of poverty. I would have taken it. But you have to choose the way of the Lord or the way of this world. These people are solid Christians. Well, I became a board member of the law firm, not a lawyer. All right? Or a prophet. But let me say something to you. I didn't take it, and I told them that, Matt, you are going to pastor them here. I will come here and help you. You will pastor your people. Jesus told me to go to London. I would have followed them looking for dollars. But if I had done, Jesus would not have taken me to heaven all these times he has been taking me to heaven. I would not have seen Jesus himself all this time. The prophecies I gave you here that come to pass, I told you about 9-11, the hour and the time and the date will happen. I told you about the economic crisis, the day the global crisis will, will happen. And some of you made money off it. Because I told you, sell your stock on this Friday by because Monday the economy will crash. I told you many things. If I had chosen dollars, I would be cut off from the Father. Hmm. I cannot participate in divine nature. Hmm. I never seek money. I never seek fame. Let me tell you this. I never, you know, you are my witnesses. I don't seek fame. They invite me in places where big people are and the whole crowd is there. I do not go there. Because I have in my head, if Jesus will come, he will ask me, what are you doing here? But today, I have not, God hasn't finished with me. Today, the law firm that took me on board, when I called the senior partner that I got distinction in LLM, he was saying, what are you saying, Apostle? I, I sent him my scripts. When I finished my LLB, I told him I finished my LLB. All right? 
Strengthen my scripts on my, on, my, on my LLM. Distinction, distinction, distinction. He said, well, well, well what? I am part of you. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Look at this building. God gave it to us just like that. Somebody asked me before, who helped you? These people, we help ourselves. We bought this building, not somebody from outside. We did not receive a penny from anybody outside. We didn't receive money. I taught you from beginning, when God called Moses, he blessed Moses and his people. And I said to you, may God not bring millionaire to CFT until God has made millionaires of my people. I will not respect a man for money, neither will I respect a man for any intelligence. That's why I have to seek the intelligence myself so that we are equal. You know what I'm telling you? There is a God in Israel. He says, since we have these promises, the highest promise is from God. He says, dear friends, let us what? Purify ourselves from every friendship, every relationship that can wreck you. Everything that can contaminate your body. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. If you are married, keep to your wife only. Keep to your husband only. There is nothing you want in a woman that is not in other women. Except sorrow. One has peace. When you deviate from that, it is sorrow you add to it. Are you with me now? My marriage is not working. Work it out. You are the dress man. Don't let that push you to sin. And then you legitimize sin. It will not be your portion. Because you want to participate in the promises. Purify yourself from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Perfecting holiness out of rift. Come on, let's pray. I don't want to talk anymore. Next Sunday. No, next Sunday. Next time. I will be talking more to you about participating in divine nature. But you know, let me help you understand this. Jesus died for who? You. Not us. Hmm? Jesus didn't die for us. He died for who? Who? Because sometimes many of us hide under us so that we are not, we are not facing the responsibility. Jesus died for me. He has set me to be holy, not us. He has set me to work with him, not us. He has set me to love him, not us. So if I love him, and you love him, and you love him, and you love him, and you love him, then us love him. Hmm? Are we together now? I obey him, you obey him, you obey him, and we obey him. You can only be successful when you do what I tell you. Let me say something to you. The race is not meant for the swift. God will defile every law to bless you. If he bless you late, you will live longer then. Are you with me now? Yes, sir. I'm at this age. I have, let me say this to you. When I was going to do law, people said to me all manners of things. Apostle, at this age, which age? Seven years ago, at this age, or eight years ago, why your brain? They say that when people get older, their brain get deader. I said yes. Jesus said, "What do people say? 
Do people not say four more months and then harvest? And Jesus said, look at the fields. Eh? We don't say what people say because we are not people. We are a people of God. Was by the blood, called by his name. Delivered from shame. One holy race. Saints everyone because of the blood of lamb. They said to me that, but it's not possible, you know, the older you get. I told them, no. The God of Zion does not grow old. Now, if I had listened to them, seven years I had spent in law field, I would have been what I was. Really, I'd be worse. Today, they are saying Brexit. I'll be saying to you that. Does anybody know about Brexit? Come and tell us what Brexit is. And if anybody says, yes, I know. And he lied to us. All of us will say, okay, we'll follow that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know something? I'm happy that I listened to the Holy Spirit to go back to the school. You know what that has produced? God helped me recently and told me. It has geared my members. It propelled many of you to school. Propelled you in careers, both young and old. That the young people in this church can't settle for anything less first. Kids in this church. Because I read my result to you public. Are you with me? And within that seven years, many of you have achieved higher standard. And it's now having effect on your profession. People are getting good jobs in my church. We don't have prayer requests for joblessness here. You leave university, you got a job. You have from one job to another. Everybody's thinking of adding values to anything he's doing. Come on, tell me the Satan of poverty. He does not exist. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So God achieved that, mobilizing members of CFT globally for integrity and for better future. When I tell you about Jesus appearing to me, he mobilized every member of CFT to seek God. Hello, somebody. Now we have got to a place that our life is intimidating. <laughs> intimidating. I met some folks, you know, and they were talking all this nonsense. They say, about all these ministers, are, all these ministers, I let them talk. When I open my mouth, they're asking, are you a minister? No, I'm not just a minister. I'm a ministerial minister. <laughs> Whoa! And when they tell people now, apostle has just done this. What, somebody, a lawyer called me during the week. How, he said, oh, how are you, uh, Apostle? I said, I'm fine. Are you? And he said, well, I'm fine. He said, I said, oh. He said, what, what's up now? Tell me. What, what's up? I said, I am well. I just cleared my LLM with distinction. He said, oh, 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 oh. You are now a professor of law. I said, no, I'm just going for a PhD. When I finish my PhD, I become professor of law. He said, my. He said, you made it? I said, I made it long ago. When I took decisions seven years ago to follow what the Holy Spirit tell my spirit and not what men, men say. I wanted to build a standard for this season so that it can put an end to all rubbish people say about ministers. You see this inside they say he's a stark illiterate. You see that one they said he's a thief. You see that one they said that he's, he's a warmonger. Somebody has to stand that they have nothing to say. Jesus says the prince of this world came to me. He found nothing in me. I don't take offering of people. I don't take tithes in my pocket. My administrators, we, 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 we audit our account annually and it's in the company's house. Go and Google it, you'll find it there. And our audit, auditor is one of the 
top three in this country. We don't pay pennies for audits. We have internal audits, we have external audits. We can't study corporate governance and corporate failure and yet fail corporately. It's not possible. We apply those academics into this house. The people who are administrators in this house, directors of finance, directors of this, that is what they are. They use that knowledge to do the same thing here. Mommy and I just did a curriculum last week on the new regulation on employment law, CPD. The previous week, we did another course on CPD on the new regulation on data protection, GPRS. And next week, we are doing another course together on uh, uh, um, uh, employees and procedure of, um, of uh, uh, you know, disciplinary uh, uh, procedure. Someone said that, what do you need this? We need it. We are pastors, but we are administrators. We are pastors, we are employers. Nobody will come to Christ with Tabernacle and say, all these things happening in the world is, is not here. Spiritually, you find us there. Academically, you find us there. You know, any other Ali? <laughs> I mean good Ali, not bad Ali. Uh-huh. Listen to me. Therefore, we can participate in divine nature if we separate ourselves from the world. Where you are going, you don't have to follow gangs. Where you are going, you don't have to follow failures. Follow people who are successful according to the scriptures. Not those who made money by maligning, but people who made their wealth according to the scripture. People who made their future according to the scripture. There is a future for the man of peace. But finally, if God gives me money, it doesn't matter. If he decides not to give me, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We are born, we wed, we die. We came naked. Even if they put clothes on you in your coffin and they bury you in your coffin, it's not because you are taking the clothes to the next place you are going. That cloth is for them, because to cover their own shame. They can't expose you naked after you have died. If they expose you naked, they will say to them that, the people will say that when your brother die or your father die, your mother die, is it not naked, we bury them. So that's why they clothe the dead. Not because the dead need clothes. If that be the case, they are four. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that can contaminate body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Shall we stand up together? We're going to pray for grace. Let's just begin to ask God for grace. We ask you, Lord, to give us grace. Grace to walk with God. Grace to outstand ourselves. Tell God, give me grace. Give me grace. Grace to be successful in all that I do. Tell the Lord, mark me with your grace. In my profession, let me have grace of God. In my life pursuits, let me have grace of God. Tell the Lord, distinct me with your grace, O God. Grace is God's ability in man to function in his particular way. Tell the Lord, those of you who are students, God gave Solomon 
grace of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He gave to Moses the grace of wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Moses is the first person to set up corporate governance. After Jethro advised him. The principle of Moses is what is studied today in the field of intellectual reasoning. Listen to me. Solomon was the first judge who established jurisprudence. There is something in you you can establish in your generation by the Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord, let your grace walk through me. Let your grace walk through me. Give me grace, O God, for life, for godliness. Give me grace, O God. Give me gifts. Something that will distinct me in this generation. Something in me that other people will be blessed through. Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Tell the Lord, in your business, you need grace. In your marriage, you need grace. In the spiritual, to see vision, to hear God, you need grace. Tell the Lord, grant me grace. Grant me grace. Grant me grace. Lord, give me grace. Give me grace, O God, to function in the things for life and godliness. Tell the Lord to give you grace. Oh, sovereign Lord, give me grace to be the wife in my household, to be the husband in my household, to be the mother in my household, to be the father in my household, to be a member of my household, so that my position will be effective in my household. Tell the Lord, help me for the rest of my life to serve you only, the only true God. Let me be distinct among many. Enable me to discover something for humanity. Oh, Lord my God. Somebody slept. He woke up the next day with an innovation. And the innovation turned to millions of, of, of dollar company. Tell the Holy Spirit, visit me in the night. Deliver me from nightmares. Give me visions and revelations. Tell the Holy Spirit, help my heart to commit to the Father. Help my heart to love the Father. Help my heart to serve the Father. The Bible says you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And then you can love your neighbor as yourself. We are Christians. We, should be, we are a people of God. We should be the beacon to be seen. Tell God, I am fed up where I am. Take me higher, Lord God. Even in this month of October, take me higher in the realm of knowledge, in the realm of understanding, in the realm of thinking, in the name of spiritual. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be taking the crumbs that fall from the table. I want to be on the table. Oh, Marabo say. The spirit of excellence, let it come upon me. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. Pray, let the spirit of God come upon me. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge. The spirit of counsel, the spirit of power. The spirit of understanding and the fear of God. Let it come upon me, Lord. Tell God, use me like never before. I release myself to you, O God. 
In the area of my field, let me become a genius. In the area of my field, let me invent something for humanity. In the area of my business, let me invent something for humanity. Tell the Lord, take me over, Lord, completely. People of my age have invented something across the globe. Tell God, whatever age you are, teenagers have invented things too. Give me something that will revolutionize this world and bring glory to God. Somebody who will invent something and go to television and say, the Holy Spirit gave me this in my dream. Time has come for that. Time has come for that. That we can stand and say, the Holy Spirit revealed this skill to me. And so I have turned it to this. That God of heaven gave this to me. So that the news on television can change. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life. Lord, we ask for disciples. Let's disciple and let it come down to our spirit. Begin to tell God, this is the month of restoration. Father, in this month of October, restore my life, restore my health, restore my body, restore my spirit, restore my mind. It is the month of restoration. Let me experience restoration, restore my family, restore my... If you have husband and wife, tell the Lord, restore my husband, restore my wife, restore my children. Begin to decree that the power of Satan should be totally destroyed over your life, over your children's life. Begin to pray. Those who waste your life, God should cut them away from you. Together with your husband and wife and your children. Decree every manifestation that is not of God in your family should be extinguished this month. That your children will walk in line with the will of heaven. Your marriage will be in line with the will of the Father. The Bible says God turned the, 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 the knowledge of the necromancer to nonsense. Tell the Lord, talk to foolishness, all the knowledge of Satan over my children. We break the chain of Satan over every child in this house. We rebuke the devil. We destroy the power of spell. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we stand on the altar of God and decree. The Bible says there is no incantation against Jacob. There is no sorcery against Israel. It shall not be said of Jacob and Israel. See what God has done. He says those who lay you away depart from you. Every association that weighs the life of our members, of our family, we decree that God will separate them from it. Like darkness and day, they will never meet again. The Lord will destroy the plans of the devil. He will go before us in this month. He will lift up our right hand to subdue nations, to subdue powers, to subdue principalities. He will level the mountain before us. He will strip demons and kings of their armor. He will give us the, 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 the word that is taught in secret places, breaking down the gates of broken into the bars of iron. There should be way for you in this month. Begin to decree before me. Let there be way, O God. Let double doors be open for me in this month of October. It is my month of restoration. Every life be restored. Every hope be restored. Every family be restored. Every child of the family be restored. Satan loose in the name of Jesus Christ. It is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be. Begin to decree, let the plans of God for my life be manifest. Let the plans of God for my children be manifest. It says, as I purpose it will stand. Let the purpose of my life stand. Let the purpose of God for my family be established. Everything working against me, working against my seed, let heaven oppose them, Lord. Let power of God destroy them, Lord. 
direct us by your Holy Spirit. Take hold of my hand and say you are my people. Take hold of my wife and say you are my people. Take hold of my children and say you are my people. We live to obey God. Those who are waiting to laugh at you, begin to decree. Tell the Lord, take the goblet they have given to me. Take the goblet they are given to my children. Put back into their hands. Let them stagger by it, O God. It is time for the devil to drink his own cup. God said to Moses, say unto Herod, let my, uh, unto Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. Everything that hinder you and your family, may the Lord destroy them completely. May the Lord distangle them completely. Anything that hinder you from serving God, may the Lord destroy them. Anything that hinder your children from serving God, may the King of Heaven destroy them utterly. Lord, release hailstones from heaven against the path of Satan. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord driving them on. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Your unborn children will serve the Lord. Your grandchildren will serve the Lord. Your great-grandchildren will serve the God of Israel. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I can't hear your amen. Come and say with me, let God arise. Let all his enemies be shattered. Let God arise in my life. Let God arise in my home. Let God arise in my children. Let God arise in my marriage. Let God arise in my business. Let God arise in my education. Let God arise in my pursuits. Let his enemies be shattered. Let his enemies be shattered. Let his enemies be shattered. Let the righteous rejoice. Let the righteous rejoice. Let the righteous rejoice. My God has triumphed. My God has triumphed. My God has triumphed mightily. In Jesus' holy name. Jam your hands together for the King of Heaven. A new dawn has come upon you and your home. The Lord told me an adage. He said to me, some goats took a lion cub. They surrounded him. They fed him with grass. They decide to make him into a goat. And the Lord said to me, the lion shall grow. He says, in a short time, the lion shall roar in the midst of goats. And he says, he shall discover that the goat is meant for food for lion. And then the lion shall come back to the pen of lions. Listen to me. Whatever the devil has stolen from your life and family, from your children, from your marriage, in this month of October, they are restored. By force, by fire, 
my word will come to pass. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There is another day they say in my own dialect. Let me tell you. They you know what that means? <laughs> if you take a calabash, a floating god, and you go to the river, and you put the floating god on the river, to using the smaller god to pull in water, and the river starts carrying it away. If that child decides not to withdraw, because that is the God guilty I'm talking about that the river has captured, if you refuse to withdraw, that child will be drowned. Every emissary that Satan sent against your life, your family, your children in this month of October, if they don't withdraw, they will be in regrets. Insanity in the house of wisdom shall not be permitted any longer. Those who deceive you before the end of this month, God will make a public spectacle of them. Anybody who surrounds you like a friend, but their intention is to destroy you and they subtly introduce to you Things that look reasonable, but really anti-God. In this month, both to you, to your seed, God will put a barrier between them. Discernment will come to your mind from heaven. So that every vice of the devil, you will capture. He will not overcome you. Devil have laughed in the past. Those who laugh at you, it's your time to start laughing at them. The Lord will see them in the region. God has drawn a battle line. Victory has been determined. For the camp of the righteous is joy all the time. But for the camp of the wicked, I saw God taking the goblet they are put in your hand and he gave them to drink by force. The trap they set for you, they shall be caught by their snare. The time for the righteous has come. Rejoice in the Lord your God and give him praise always. You will know that the word of God is true and that there is God in Christ with tabernacle. Somebody say amen. Turn to three persons around you, congratulate them in the name of the Lord. can be seated in the heavenly places. I am so happy for me. <laughs> you know why? I was like a drunken man who woke up from stupor. When we entered the month of October, the Holy Spirit woke me up from stupor because Things are about to change for you. You will celebrate. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. 
Satan hates me and I hate him. If it was his will, I should not be alive. But his will have no credence over me. Because I've chosen to follow he who lives forever and ever. The maker of heaven and earth. To make sure that all he has given me on earth will know him the only true God. So I'm rejoicing for you because your death, your death, your death, your death.